So hello everybody, welcome back to Learn English with Football. My name is Denek. Um, I'm an English teacher and I do record this live on my YouTube channel. And today I don't have any guests, so I'm going to be alone. It's just me. And that's also why I have decided to try and do this on my Instagram at the same time. So I'm, I'm multitasking everyone here. Yeah? I'm trying to kill more birds with one stone. Essentially, I am streaming onto four different platforms at the same time. And I'm terrified that uh, there is someone there that can't hear me because I'm using two different microphones. I've got this large one and then there's one more here attached to my sweatshirt. So um, if anyone is watching this on my Instagram, can you just please tell me if everything is working? The Instagram is telling me I should create a room by inviting others to broadcast with you. I don't want to do that. <laughs> anyway, if you're watching this on Instagram, can you just please send me a quick, can you just make leave a quick comment saying, okay, everything is fine on Instagram. That means you can hear me. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be looking at you guys because this, this is primarily a, a YouTube show. So uh, you're going to see me. You Instagram people are going to see me like that. <laughs> is that okay with you? Also, I'm not going to be very interactive because once again, this is a YouTube show. So I'm going to be interactive with the YouTube people. If you want to talk to me, head over to my YouTube channel, Teachers Danek, and that's where I can talk to you because I can respond to the comments that you leave there live, okay? But I wanted to give a chance to my Instagram followers to hear this because normally you can't. Why? Well, because normally I have guests on my YouTube show, which means it's nearly impossible for me to, to make it work, okay? But because I'm alone, I can do it today. Anyway, it's my chance to show you, you Instagram people, what this show is about. So um, feel free to leave comments, but I can't respond. Anyway, hello to my YouTube um, people as well. <laughs> Hi, uh, Martin Smith. Yeah, thank you very much for letting me know that it, this all works. And let's get started, shall we? So there's a lot to cover today. And um, obviously, I'm going to tell you about the matches I have seen. Uh, I'm going to give you my hero of the week, as usual, uh, because this, this, this show actually has a um, um, structured concept. There is a, there is a method to the madness. I'm going to also give you my villain of the week. And um, uh, I, I would also like to remind you that you could be one of the guests on this show Preferably, I would like someone who has a very high level of English. So C2 level would be great, either a native speaker um, or um, an English teacher or someone who has achieved high proficiency in the language. Doesn't need to be a teacher, really. And obviously, it has to be someone who follows the Premier League because that's what this show is primarily about. It is about the Premier League. In my humble opinion, the best league in the world. Um, I think we have seen um, um, actually some evidence of this uh, last and uh, lately because uh, there are a lot of Premier League clubs in the semi-finals of the European competitions. More than there are more English clubs in the in the competitions than any other like uh, from uh, than from any other league. Right? We've got we've got uh, Manchester City, Liverpool in the Champions League. Chelsea are out, but uh, they almost made it. Then, uh, obviously, there's West Ham in the Europa League semi-final, and also Leicester City in the Conference League semi-final. So that's four clubs. I think uh, the second best is probably Spain with two clubs, but please correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so that's that. So you could be on this show. All you need to do is to just send me a message on my social media, um, once again, uh, on Instagram, I'm at teachersdenak, or you could just send me an email on teachersdenak uh, or at teachersdenak at gmail.com. Uh, there's one more thing I will talk to you about before I move on to football. Actually, two things. Um, first of all, I would like to invite you to 
uh, my to a lesson that I'm do I'm doing a free lesson this Sunday, which I normally don't do. Uh, when it comes to English lessons, um, I'm a professional, so I get paid for for doing this normally. But sometimes, as a way of sort of promoting myself, as a way of showing my potential clients uh, what I can do as a teacher, um, I I do um, I do do things like that occasionally. So it's happening this Sunday, and this one is actually. Um, Learn English with board games session. Now, what's that? Well, um, two years ago, I created a, a course, an English course for people who might be interested in learning English through board games, who like a bit of fun, who like playing games when they learn English. I believe in this method a lot. And I, I was actually trying to make it as an English teacher with this niche. Yeah, I was trying to make it And um, it was difficult for me to make it because it's not so easy to sell to people. And, and, and I, do, I mean metaphorically, <laughs> to sell it to them. It means like to convince them that this could really be beneficial to them. I think a lot of people, when they hear board games, they are like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, are we going to play chess or Scrabble or Monopoly there? Ooh, I don't like that. Well, I believe it's a fantastic way to learn English because it can be very communicative and you can absolutely lose fear of talking and it's 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 fun. I love it. Uh, but um, this is what I did before I started tapping uh, into um, um, learning learning English with football, basically. Yeah? But and I created this course, which I think is fantastic. It's well structured. It's well made. It's well prepared. I spent a lot of time on it. And um, I'm trying to find people to join um, the course now because I've got four people that are joining. So there are two spots left. Yeah, we have we have up to six people because I guarantee that this is the maximum we will have there. So there are sp still two, two slots left and I want to give a chance to people to see what this is about. So that's why I've come up with a free session where I introduce the concept. So it's a 90-minute lesson with me and other people interested in the course, we're going to play the game called Codenames. And normally in the course, you would you would need to buy a tabletop simulator, which is like uh, basically a game you can buy on Steam. Okay, some people want me to call it a platform or whatever. A platform you can buy on Steam through which we play the board games, but not for this free session. This one doesn't need tabletop simulator. Also, you will need to use Discord for it. Again, if you want to join, It's happening on Sunday at 8 p.m. Central European time. This Sunday, 8 p.m. Central European time. Okay, and if you want to join, please send me an email or a message uh, because uh, I actually need to send you more details about it. There is a pre pre session assignment. Yes, that's right. You will have to watch a video and do a bit of language work before you can join. So um, it's not just about playing the game; it's also about learning language yeah there's going to be a target language it will be language for expressing possibility in english i believe some idioms and there's some uh, pronunciation work as well yeah uh, so i'm going to showcase my abilities there as a teacher then when you join the session i will i will work with you as a group we will first be on discord uh, there's going to be again some language work i will be checking your assignment working together i might give you feedback on your english see how we can improve your English. And then in the second part of the lesson, it's a 90-minute lesson, so a long one, um, we will play the game and you will use the language that you learn in the first part of the lesson. Yeah. So that is the idea. Um, I would totally uh, like to have you there. Or if, if you are a teacher, because I know I'm followed by a lot of teachers as well. Um, if you are a teacher and you know someone that might want to that might enjoy this and potentially become become one of those participants of the course which is by the course is 10 90-minute sessions i'm gonna i don't want to promote it here i will tell you more about it um in that uh, at the end of that free session yeah but if you know of someone that might be interested please let them know about this okay so this sunday at 8 p.m central european time uh we have about up to nine nine slots available and so far i have got about two people interested yeah so there's plenty of slots available 
I did say there are two more spots left, but that's for the course, for the actual course. Okay, hopefully I made it clear. This is um, about football. So I want to talk about football, but I really can't. I really can't because first I want to talk about the war a little bit. Uh, I don't want to talk about this much with my guests because I know it's it's we could spend ages talking about that and then we wouldn't get to food, football itself. But I can't help it, ladies and gentlemen. I can't. I'm just, I'm from the Czech Republic. Czech is my first language. And I have to talk about the war. I, I want to voice my opinions. I want to tell you where I stand. And um, I have made some notes here so that I, uh, so that it, it all makes sense as well. So why do I want to talk about it? Well, that's, well so I've already told you, but also um, Oleksandr Zilchenko is a Manchester City player. Uh, he's a Ukrainian player and he plays for Manchester City. And he said, um, he said recently that if you stay silent, it means you support what is happening in Ukraine. Um, basically, this was his way um, of responding to the atrocities back home, and he was venting his frustration with uh, with former teammates in Russia who do not speak out. And it's happening. The same thing is happening in my country. We've got some Russian players that, whenever there is, you know, at the beginning of the match, there's like a short, uh, let's say. Um, like for 30 seconds, like expression of solidarity with um, with Ukraine, basically. And uh, Russian Russian players often they just they just stay silent and they don't they don't follow this at all. Yeah, uh, which means basically that they support it. In my opinion, yeah. But I will get to that later. In my opinion, this is a war. This is invasion to Ukraine. Um, Ukraine was invaded by uh, the Rus Russian army. And every day we can see shocking images and news and facts uh, which prove that that's what's happening. I know this is possibly glorified in Russia. If you are from Russia and you're watching this, it's possible that the only... Actually, I don't even know that you can watch YouTube in Russia anymore because I know uh, certain social media accounts or not accounts... Um, Social media platforms were basically banned in Russia um, just to just to stop people showing Russians the truth about what's happening. Yeah, uh, it's pretty obvious that this is part of the propaganda. And um, in Russia, what we call war here, or what's what's obviously war, is called a military operation, a special military operation. So Russian people don't even realize the extent of what's happening. I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them don't realize it because they are basically fed every day by their media. They are fed the lies. That's basically what's happening. It's This is how it's sold to the public in Russia as a military, special military operation. And Putin... Uh, Putin basically said at the beginning of war that this was that the idea was to denazify Ukraine, denazify Ukraine, as if there are Nazis in Ukraine, Nazis in the 21st century. I know there are still some people like who subscribe to fascism and Nazism, and uh, basically Hitler. But I think <laughs> it's just it's absolute nonsense. As if so we basically invaded the whole country and just bombards the cities one by one and uh he 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 justifies it by by saying that uh, he wants to get nazis out of there he's killing civilians uh, his soldiers are raping women there we, we have seen examples of that and we have seen some evi again evidence yeah of that happening and still uh, this is what what uh, russian people are not told i think um in my opinion, Putin has shown that he's a psychopathic uh, leader and uh, he, he basically threatens the world, not, not the world, like he threatens Ukraine in this case, to use nuclear weapons. He also threatens that if anyone else, anybody else gets involved, like NATO, it's going to start the, the Third World War. And that basically he's, he's showing his, he's flexing, you know, he's, he's showing his muscles uh, 
to the world saying that he has got all these nuclear weapons and that he will obliterate everyone who stands in his way. Basically, that's what he's saying. And nobody has has dared to use this rhetoric, as far as I'm aware, since like since the Second World War. Like, you know what uh, nuclear weapons did in Hiroshima and Nagasaki at the end of the war? Like how devastating that was. We also saw what happened when Chernobyl exploded. Chernobyl is a nuclear power plant in in Ukraine, and when it happened, like what sort of impact it had on the people living in the surrounding areas like radiation it's like one of the worst things right you can't escape it it's it's it either kills you immediately or it kills you later because you get cancer you know you get you get seriously ill so imagine the, if if we start this third world wars and la- launch nuclear weapons and do all the all those things like imagine that and he uses it as part of his rhetoric yeah so how dangerous is this guy, this Putin? How dangerous? He's, thre- he's a threat to the world, in my opinion. He's a threat to... It's not, about U- it's not only about Ukraine. It's about the, the surrounding countries, the, uh, the countries nearby, because who says that this is, this is his last military operation? Yeah? If, it, it doesn't have to be where it ends. You know, and that's the problem. This is a threat to democracy as well, because obviously in Russia, it's okay to to suppress your opinions. Like if you if 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 you if you basically demonstrate openly against the government, if you express your opinion against it, if you say you disagree, you should go. You you by law, yeah, you should go to prison. You will be arrested and go to prison. So this is not democratic. Democratic, is it? It's really not. It's just one autocratic leader, one madman. He's he's a psychopath who just doesn't... He's a bully, yeah? Just the way he talks. Every single time he talks, he's, he's like, so arrogant. And he, he thinks, he believes that he can just rule the world, basically. And he dreams of making Russia into an empire, right? Uh, just bring back the glo- bring back glory of the former Soviet Union you know, or something like that. I don't know what's what's he about, really. But we have heard this rhetoric before, right? It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't. Putin, Putin is not the first one who did that, right? Don't have to go too far in in history with that. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say, guys. I know this should be about football, and it will be about football in the second part. I promise. But I just think this is my opportunity to speak out. This is my opportunity to say this. And I I think we don't say this enough. I stand with Ukraine. I stand with Ukraine. So if you stand with someone, it means you you basically you support you support um you support someone. Yeah. Um and why? Well, because well, a lot of reasons. I, I've already told you, but on top of that, as I said, I'm from the Czech Republic. I come from a country that was, um, but that was, be, like we 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 were we were under communist rule basically for for forty years after the war, and there are still people who remember that, and we were not allowed to travel outside. Again, like there was just one party. If you wanted to succeed under that regime, you had to, you had to join the party. They would also take. Uh, if you were, let's say, a successful far- farm, uh, farm, what's the word, farmer or something, they would take your property. They would confiscate you. It would, it would be part of the state. They would, they. It's just, it's just wrong, right? The, this communism, this idea of communism, it's impossible. Like, okay, the idea is nice. Like everybody will be equal, but it never works because there are some people who are just smarter, more skillful, and why should they pay for that? for being just better. It just doesn't work. I, I know capitalism is not ideal. I know there are problems. But communism is just... I don't know, guys. I'm getting quite emotional when I have to talk about this, to be honest with you. And now we have so many refugees like um, fleeing Ukraine. So many Ukrainian refugees in my country. And I know it's even more in Poland. I think Poland has the most refugees. And other neighboring countries as well. So for me, um, it's, I feel very strongly about this. I know there might be some of you who, who don't. 
And in a way, I understand it. You're not as close as I am. Some of you are not even in Europe. Then I know if you're, for example, in the UK, you have got your own problems. And for you, like it seems, it seems like a distant land. And I get it. I know maybe some of you might be watching this being from the UK because I have got a lot of like guests that come come on. So I get it if you're not as, let's say, if you, if you don't feel as strong about this as I as I do. I, I get it. But uh, I can't help. I can't help talking about this. I really can't. And to be honest, I do have do have a bit of an issue with people who are completely silent about this, including Russians, including Russians that are silent. Because if you are silent, then I'm sorry, but you are part of the problem. Now, I get it. Some of you are afraid that if you say something, it will be used against you. I I kind of get it because, you know, like maybe it's safer to to be silent. It's safer to say nothing. But, you know, I will tell you what. If everyone is silent, you know, that will play into Putin's hand. That's what he wants. He wants everyone to be silent. He just, no one will stand stand up against him, right? People will just do what he says or just ignore it, just like, you know, do nothing. And that's 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 part of the problem. If nothing is done, you are part of the problem, guys. Like, if you are from Russia, I'm sorry, but you are. Like if if sorry if you're if you're silent I mean, but by being silent I mean like you say you like sort of shrug your shoulders and move on like what can I you say what can I do, I'm sorry but in my opinion you are a little bit part of the problem I know I might antagonize some some viewers now some listeners I've got a podcast as well um, and I I know I've got quite a few Russian listeners but listen I see these people fleeing their country. Yeah, in horror. And I, I see them in my town, in a small town of Podjebrady. I, I actually talk to them. And it's just horrific. Civilians are destroyed. Women are raped. It's just, can you imagine? It's, it's an independent country with, with long history before Soviet Union. You, there, is, there is a long history in Ukraine. Just, just, just read about it. And now Russia claims that Ukraine doesn't exist and that it wants to obliterate it. And it's Russia, a much more powerful country. How big is Russia? How many soldiers? How much money do they have? All these oligarchs, yeah, Putin himself. Like, how can even Ukraine fight this? And if you expect NATO to start a war like now, it's impossible because Russia threatens to use nuclear weapons and no one has as many nuclear weapons as Russia. Maybe America, the USA, but how far are they? And do they want to get involved? I understand that it's not so easy. You know, I know Ukrainians feel hard done by because they feel like we are not helping them enough. But it's not so easy, you know. Like you can't just start an open conflict. It's the Third World War. Nobody wants that. But I understand you feel you feel like it's a betrayal, basically. I get it as well. You know, there is there is a popular opinion as well that. A lot of people say, hmm, when you have ever cared about the war in my country, so that would be people somewhere from the Middle East or somewhere else where there was a war. You see, I get that as well. I get that as well. That for you, this this feels a bit of this this feels a bit hypocritical. I get it. Um, for me, it's different, as I said, because there is there is a war just around the corner. And Czechs have history with Soviet Union, and we might be next. If nothing is done about this, we might be next, you know. Um, but when when people say, "When did you ever care about my country? Why should I now support support this? Why should I now stand with Ukraine? Why should I do that?" I'll tell you what. This is this is whataboutism. Whataboutism. Do you know what is what whataboutism is, guys? I have googled this actually, and if you're watching this on my YouTube channel. I'm going to post it um, as a comment now. What aboutism? Yeah, I'm putting it on screen. So, what aboutism or what aboutery, um, as in what about? What about this? What about that? It is a variant of the two two quo quo. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right. I think it might come from French. Two two 
to quo quo logical fallacy that attempts to discredit an opponent's position by charging hypocrisy without directly refuting or disproving the argument. So essentially, you're not trying to say, oh, this is wrong because people are murdered, people are killed. Um, no, you, you don't care about that. And instead, you use a different rhetoric. You're saying, well, they died in, people died in my war, people died in that war. Why should I now, why should I now, uh, con um, what's the word for it? Condemn. Why should I now condemn this war? So this is whataboutism, and I, it's, it's again, like, it's, uh, I don't know what to think about it. It's not very nice, in my opinion, right? But to, to a certain extent, I get it, because you, you kind of feel betrayed that nobody cared about your war. So to, to a certain extent, I get it. I'm trying to understand it, because whenever you talk about politics or war and things like that, you have to be open to... To, uh, to accept other people's views, right? Unless, unless they are like some, some extreme views, like racism. I will, never, I will never accept racism and things like that, no matter what people say. I will just not talk to such people. I'm sorry. But what, if, if you have some kind of structured argument, I, have, I think um, I need to, it's, it's my duty to be a critical thinker and I need to look at your argument and I need to see if, if there is something about it. You know, I need to be open to hearing people out. Yeah. I think all, all of us should be able to, to do that. Um, you know what? I think if we don't stand by what is right, there will be chaos, anarchy, and autocratic regimes will prevail. And if if we let these political leaders like Putin and others who essentially legitimize um, um, war, in this case, violence, or if it's racism, any kind of rhetoric like that, that, that says that one nation is inferior or, one, or people of certain color or nationality or something like that are inferior, uh, then it's, 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 it's racism. And... Um, we we are we will be done as mankind like we will we will cease to exist at some point we just will you know uh, russia russia will become a uh, new north korea because now you have censorship there propaganda like i think you i don't know if youtube is banned i know some people can use vpn so can watch this but if if this is what happens then there is just one opinion that you will be just fed with the propaganda. I know there are like what happened. What's happening in Russia is that there are a lot of brave people there that wants to, want to speak out against the war as well. You know, when I say Russians, like I I know personally some Russians who speak out against the war, and in my opinion, they are very brave, and I am totally with them, and I will always support these guys. So, for example, there are some teachers, some English teachers that I heard of because I'm an English teacher, so I'm kind of in touch with other teachers that are not afraid to say things and they say things in their school and then what happens is that the kids that listen to this they they say it to their parents and then these english teachers get arrested basically can you imagine that can you imagine the kind of environment this kind of environment like and to live in that in that place it's it's depressing it's it's making me depressed and anxious to be honest with you very anxious Sometimes my friends tell me, Zdenek, you shouldn't read the news so much. I know, you're right, I shouldn't. Because it's it's really, it's so stressful and so depressing. And it's making me miserable a little bit, yeah? A little bit miserable and cynical. <laughs> I used to be a much, much more fun guy to be around than these days. I think it's the COVID situation than this Ukrainian crisis and then also there's this prospect of like there is a prospect of economic crisis on the horizon you know uh everything is becoming more and more expensive in this country like i go to the supermarket and i can't believe my eyes when i see like they they always put a discount on the products they sell and it looks like like it's there's a massive discount but when i think about it there's no discount whatsoever. It's it's all just a lie. Just to just if, when you sort of calculate the original price, it's obvious that ev 
price the prices are going up there's massive inflation it would have happened anyway because of covid and it's just now getting even worse and i think a lot of people are terrified of the prospect of their future and frankly i don't know what's going to happen with me either so that's why at the moment i'm thinking of going to vietnam to live in vietnam because the the cost of living might be lower for me as as an online english teacher well i'm i'm telling you that there's context to all this yeah so i I just think people should talk about this more. And I'm sorry if this is not your cup of tea. I'm sorry if if you expected football. I'm gonna talk about football now, but I can't I can't help talking about this. I have to. I have to. I think more people should. People with platforms, people with followers should say they should say stuff about this. Whew. Okay. Did anybody stay or has everyone left? Do we still have people watching this? <laughs> Ooh, okay, let's move on to football. So if if you have if you were here just for this, then I'm I think you're gonna you're gonna leave now if you don't like football. Basically, this show is about football primarily. So um, this week in the Premier League, first of all, we should um, talk about the two FA Cup semi-finals. Hang on, you know what? No, I'm first gonna tell you about my matches I have seen. Uh, heroes of the week and uh, the I will gonna, I'll give you my hero of the week and the villain of the week okay thanks martin thanks martin for um for hearing me out okay and adam so uh i am going to um give you my hero of uh, sorry no <laughs> matches i have seen <laughs> sorry i have to calm down from that rant that i had <laughs> It's going to take me a while. All right, let's do the matches I have seen. All right, so I saw three matches uh, this weekend. Uh, first, <laughs> you might be surprised because I don't like them. Tottenham, I saw the Tottenham game against Brighton. Tottenham played at home. And they were absolutely spineless. Their performance was spineless and toothless. Uh, unbelievable. They lost at home to Brighton. Um, Brighton completed the North London double. So they beat, I think it was, was the week before, they beat Arsenal. Now they also beat Tottenham away from home. Six points from difficult matches. But one thing that I have to say is that they deserve to win those matches, especially the one against Spurs. Unbelievable. Like, they were the better team. Tottenham showed absolutely nothing. Son, Kane, they, had, they have been amazing in the last few matches, right? They, 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 were, they got really, like, some high-scoring performances, like 5-0 and 4-1 and stuff like that. And now they showed absolutely nothing. And why did I even watch that game? Because it was an early Saturday game. And I tend to miss the Premier League on Saturday. And I'm like, oh, when, when is it coming? I'm, you know, I'm always like excited about it. So I often end up watching the first Saturday game as well, even if it's not the team I support, which is, as you know, Arsenal or West Ham. I support two teams at the moment. Um, so Tottenham lost, obviously, um, Tottenham are trying to secure that fourth spot in top four to in order to get to the Champions League, but uh, this didn't help them at all. And also, it was disappointing for me as the Fantasy League manager. Yes, I do play the Fantasy League. It's a lot of fun. You guys should play it too. By the way, if I keep doing these shows, but. I want to tell I want you to tell me if you like them by the way if I should keep going because obviously the season is about to end so there might be a short break and if I keep going next season then I would like you guys to also join this fantasy league it's a free it's a free league it's just it's a lot of fun because we can compare our our results um and just you know have have a bit of banter about it as well so yeah so that's that. Um, Tottenham losing, big big surprise. Um, and then um, I saw the Arsenal game against Southampton. 
what can I tell you? Basically, Arsenal lost. And it was the third game in a row they lost. So Arsenal's form is absolutely atrocious, shambolic. It's, I think they lost four out of their five last league games. Incredible, incredibly poor run they're having right now. Yeah. So there's not much to say about that match other than Southampton got three points. And it's we're talking about struggling Southampton. Struggling Southampton, struggling this season, not playing really well. And yet Arsenal messed it up. Yep. Unbelievable. And then um, I saw West Ham, which was on Sunday. Again, not a good result for West Ham. They managed to secure a draw in the end against Burnley. Burnley is a team that is fighting for relegation. It's, it's, it's fighting the relegation battle. It's fighting for staying up in the league. And they had also sacked their manager during the week. Basically, Sean Dyche has been, had been with Burnley or had been the Burnley manager for 10 years, I, I believe it was, for a long time. And he has done an in incredible amount of work with them and then sack him before the end of the season. It's, it's a massive surprise to me. I didn't expect that whatsoever. I think, uh, I don't know, there must have been some internal problems there. But uh, still, Best Ham didn't manage to beat uh, Burnley at home. And all these three, all these three teams, Arsenal, Tottenham and Burnley, um, sorry, and West Ham are trying to secure that top four. So what can I say? It's not, it's not really happening now, is it? Now there's also Manchester United who managed to win in their match. Um, who did they beat? Norwich, a weak, a weak team. And they they just about managed to manage to beat them. Yeah. So this top four battle is getting really interesting. It's not just uh, the top four battle, it's also top six battle because as you know, the first six team uh, the the fifth and sixth team go to um go to Europa League, and then the seventh team will will get a um conference league spot as well. So one of these teams that I mentioned will get nothing. One of these teams will be will be in top four, so we'll get the Champions League spot, and two teams will will play the Europa League next season. So it's going to be really interesting. Obviously, I cheer cheer for my teams Arsenal and West Ham, but honestly, it doesn't look very nice, very good right now. Not good at all. So yeah. That's that. Uh, okay, so I'm so that was the matches I have seen. I don't know. There's not much to talk about there, really. Like as for the West Ham match, um, Tomas Socek is a Czech player. Score the equalizer with his. I think it was kind of like the this part of his body, which is almost like the shoulder, but it's also it could also be considered handball. So I was surprised that VAR didn't check it, really. Nobody was protesting, so I think it probably looked like a shoulder, but it was a bit dodgy. But he managed to score the equalizer, which is great for Tomasz Sochuk, of course. Uh, but it wasn't enough for West Ham to win the game. And I should mention at this point that West Ham managed to beat Olympic Lyon um, in midweek prior to this game. Uh, in a fantastic performance against uh, Lyon away from home. 3-0, they won 3-0, but now it looks like they are tired. They have tired players. Uh, they are inconsistent. It looks like um, there was a mistake of not, not really buying more players in the transfer window in January. That was a mistake because David Moyes has to play with just just a few players. It doesn't have enough squad depth, yeah, which you need if you want to compete in more competitions at once. But we will see if, if you know, to be honest, if West Ham managed to win the, the Europa League, which they still have a chance to do now, they all they need to do is to just uh, beat Frankfurt because Frankfurt managed to 
um, managed to deal with Barcelona somehow. They played really well and they had a lot of fans in the stands as well. Uh, and at no camp, because the Barcelona fans sold their tickets to to fans from Frankfurt. Um, so if they, and then there is the final, right? So if they if they win Europa League, the Europa League, then West Ham will be in the Champions League. But it's if, right? If ifs and buts. We will see what happens in the end. It might be tough. Okay, so let me give you my hero of the week now. Let's go. Right, hero of the week. Well, it has to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Who else, right? Cristiano Ronaldo, because he scored a hat-trick and basically sing single-handedly saved Manchester United or single-handedly single beat Norwich, Norwich City. United have been in a, in a really terrible form and um, Ronaldo saved them because he scored three goals. How many hat-tricks has he scored in his career? It's incredible. This, this, this guy just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't stop producing hat-tricks. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and the goals were nice as well. And yeah, I think it's a well-deserved hero of the week. Interesting fact. Um, Manchester United have, have announced, I believe, that at the end of the season, their interim manager, Ragnik, Ralph Ragnik, will um, will not manage the team anymore. And instead, they will be hiring... Um, Ten Hag, what's his name? Ten Hag? Eric Ten Hag, yes. A Dutchman um, as their new permanent manager once the terms of his two million release clause from Ajax are finalized. So he's, he's the current Ajax Amsterdam manager. And there are rumors that there are rumors going about that Ten Hag doesn't want uh, Cristiano Ronaldo in his team. Um, so I believe this is Cristiano Ronaldo's last season with United uh, because Manchester United do need some squad rebuilding, basically. And yeah, it's, the team is just not working at all. So Ten Hag is, a, is an experienced manager. I think he can make it happen for sure. Yeah, so that's that. That's my hero of the week, Ronaldo, who doesn't seem to be in favor of Ten Hag. We'll see what happens in the end, but it will be really interesting and juicy summer for sure in terms of the transfer um, transfer news and all that. Uh, okay, so now let's talk about my villain of the week. Has to be Mikel Arteta. Yeah, he was doing so well with the team. So well. He managed to win the fans over, which was tough because Arsenal Arsenal fans are always very demanding, yeah? Because they remember the glory days and th they are not okay with just okay, yeah? They are not okay with me mediocrity. They want more. They want titles. They want trophies. And it hasn't been happening for Arsenal Apart from a few FA Cup trophies in the last in the last fifteen years, nothing, no no le no league trophy, like no not winning the Champions League, even Leicester did it, but not Arsenal, no European trophies, just FA Cups. I think I believe it was three three or four FA Cups, three or four FA Cup wins, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not enough. That's why Arsenal fans who remember these days of, of winning the league. I think it was back in 2005? 2005? And then there was the Invincible season as well. It's, it's really disappointing when this happens. But yet, uh, Mikel Arteta, with his project of rebuilding the team, um, he always kept saying during his press conferences, trust the process, trust the process. He managed to win the fans over. The fans were on board, but now five matches, four defeats. What's happening? 
but those were not defeats. Like one of them was against Liverpool. Okay, fair enough. Liverpool are Liverpool. They have a great team, you know. But the other defeats were against opponents that Arsenal should be beating. And the last one being Southampton. So unconvincing. Alexander Lacazette, the captain, not playing very well at the moment, not doing anything. That there are a lot of like young prospects at Arsenal right now, yeah. Saka, Emil Smithrow, Martin Odegaard. They are all great, but I think there's still not enough leaders in the team, not enough experienced seasoned players that could take the game by the scruff of the neck and just, you know, have some sort of pep talk at the, at halftime or something, just just to be their leaders, you know? Like, you have a lot of leaders in the other teams around, like even at Chelsea, who are not playing that well. Even at United, you have arguably leaders. Some of them are a little bit toxic, but they are leaders. But it's difficult when you have so many young players. Yeah, and also there are some injuries now as well. Kian Tierney and... Thomas Partey, so problems keep piling up for Arsenal. It will be really difficult. I think they might not even make Europe this year. I'm sorry to say that. So, yeah, it has to be Arteta because he didn't... He's only playing in one league. He's only playing the Premier League. That's it, yeah? He's out of all the other cups. He's... he he. Arsenal di didn't feature in the European um, competitions this season. So, what can I say, yeah? Um, he should he should be doing better. It's okay to lose a few matches, but to to, to have such a poor form, no, it's it's not like it doesn't look like Arsenal. And I'm sure the other teams around will take advantage of that. Don't think it will be West Ham because they, I don't think they are able to to fight on two fronts. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm afraid West Ham won't make it either. And then there is Manchester United. <laughs> who just, we don't know what to expect from them. They're so unpredictable. And then Tottenham, who have a reputation for for making a hash out of, out of some of their performances as well. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it will be very interesting because all these four clubs, I don't trust any, any one of them at the moment. So one of them will make the Champions League in the end. So it could be, it could be Arsenal. <laughs> Doesn't look like it, but it could be West Ham, but unlikely at the moment. I still think it's going to be either United or, or Tottenham, I'm afraid. Yep. All right. So is there anything else to talk about? Or shall we leave it there? Do we have any questions from our viewers? I don't think so. By the way, this week there are more Premier League games to look forward to. I'm going to check it now in at livescore.com, which is a website I use for checking the results and the upcoming matches. So, okay, so on Tuesday there is a fantastic, fantastic match. Liverpool-Manchester United. I, I believe this is going to be really interesting because... You never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's Liverpool. They need to win. They need three points. But still, it's still Manchester United. They still have Ronaldo. And these, these, these clubs are massive rivals, right? So it, this, is, this, promises a great, this promises great entertainment. And on Wednesday, there, there is Arsenal, uh, sorry, Chelsea Arsenal, Everton Leicester City, Newcastle United, Crystal Palace, and Manchester City Brighton. So more great matches and then on Thursday Burnley Southampton which is a very important game for Burnley it's a home game for them they got got a great result at the London Stadium against West Ham so I think they believe if they they might believe in themselves um winning this match actually so yeah good good games coming up this weekend uh sorry this week and then there are obviously more matches on Saturday and Sunday. So starting with Arsenal-Manchester United. Wow, that's going to be fun. Yeah, so a lot of stuff to look forward to if you love the Premier League or football. And um, yeah, I hope you didn't mind me being alone today. I hope uh, it was okay. I managed to make it work somehow. 
Uh, obviously, it's way more interesting with a few guests, but it is what it is. And at least I had the opportunity to voice my opinions regarding regarding the war and other things as well. Yeah. So yeah, don't forget um, you can join my uh, English through board games free session this Sunday. Just send me an email if you're interested, and I will uh, I will put you in. Yeah. And that's it for today. Thank you very much for watching. Give this video a thumbs up. Give this a like. Um, if you like it, and yeah, that's, there's nothing else to say. Thank you very much for watching this on my Instagram as well on my on the what's it called IGTV. <laughs> uh, sorry for having to see me from from the side like that, but you know, I'm struggling with basically. I have to basically. You should be looking into the camera, right? But I just can't it's too much for me if i stream on various different platforms too much for me to handle it <laughs> so at least i did it like this okay so thank you very much for watching whether you were from my youtube channel or instagram and um, don't forget that this show happens every monday at 8 p.m central european time and normally we have fantastic guests fantastic guests football fans, basically football fans uh, that support different football teams in the Premier League. So often it's a lot of fun and we get all sorts of diverse opinions on the Premier League too. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much and bye.